Hello everybody, it's your host Maya Alicia. I'm back with another one-on-one interview and today's guest is going to be Crystal Kimbrough from the new show Ladies Who List Atlanta, which airs on the OWN Network on Fridays at 9 p.m. Hey! How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me and taking time out of your day to speak with me. First off, Crystal, I want to say big congrats on your new show, Ladies Who List Atlanta, on the OWN Network every Friday at 9. It's amazing seeing Black professional ladies coming together and dominating in the real estate industry. You know, an industry that people typically look at as male-dominating, but you guys are showing up and showing out. It's the professionalism for me, okay? So, but let's get into, <laughs> get into you, Crystal. Crystal, first off, I have to highlight my fellow HBCU grads. You are a double HBCU grad from Southern University Law. And yes. Albany State University. So you are doing your thing. And Crystal, you are an entrepreneur, owner and founder of Kimbrough Law, a boutique real estate law firm here in Atlanta, Georgia. And you started your career in 2012 and have been killing the game ever since. And you closed over 5,000 plus real estate transactions. Okay. So I just, okay. Oh, oh, 50,000 plus. Oh, 50. Okay. Excuse me. Correction. You, correction, you guys, 50,000 plus, okay? Krista has been doing her thing. But before we get into Ladies Who List Atlanta, I really want to congratulate you on being a part of the team along with Kiana, developing South Park Cottages, a tiny home community in College Park, Georgia. So I want to ask first, do you think the community will be more of an investor, Airbnb community, or are you, are you pre-sales more owner-occupied? So this question is better for the listing agent. But um, there are 29 lots, and there are only four left. Um, and all of them, to my knowledge, all, all of the investor opportunities have been sold. So the Airbnbs are going to fall on that uh, investor opportunity. Um, and to my understanding, all of the investor properties are sold. So if you're still interested in occupying a, a tiny home, then definitely reach out to Watson Realty Co. They're the listing agent for the property and they will get you going. Okay, thank you. So is this, this is a big thing for College Park, the College Park area. So I feel like this change is needed and it's going to be a big change for Godby Road. So getting into, I want to get into what would be your advice to recent college graduates that are trying to purchase their first homes? Okay, um... I can definitely relate because I went through a homebuyer seminar. Um, this was after college, before law school, and I really hadn't figured out exactly what I wanted to do. So the, the avenue that I took was the internet. That's what's so great the day that we live in. The, the resources for at least getting the basic information can all be found online. And it's also... A beautiful thing because there's a lot of resources for first-time home buyers. Um, there's a bunch of workshop. There's a bunch of a bunch of agents that offer their time to explain the home buying process. And I just want people to understand that you're probably more ready than you realize. A lot of people think they haven't saved enough money. Their credit isn't good enough, and um, maybe they don't have enough in reserves. But if you just start where you are, then tomorrow you'll be ahead of where you were yesterday. Um, so I just want to encourage all of the recent college graduates to just go for it. You're probably more ready than you think. 
especially if you have a job, because that's the first step. Exactly. So when you're saying go for it, do you feel like for the college grads, what is, what is that? Where do we start? Where do you start? Where would you say to start at if you're trying to buy a home? So if you're trying to buy a home, the first thing that you need to do is really like check your, your credit. Uh, and the first thing that I would do is reach out to a lender, actually, because the lender will check your credit. The lender will tell you if your credit score is not where it should be. Here's where it should be. And they can get you in contact with um, a credit repair specialist. And maybe it doesn't need repairing. Maybe you just haven't built credit. Um, because having no credit is just as bad as having bad credit. So reach out to a lender. Obviously, I have a lot of good lenders that I work with that I'm happy to give a referral for if someone needs it. Um, but the lender is going to tell you your buying power. And once you know your buying power, then you can start shopping. I, I know my generation, we're trying to get into more investing. So those were great tips. Investing is a little different. Um, this is not really like a legal question, which is really um, like I'm a real estate attorney. However, the, di the main differences between buying a primary and buying a secondary is how much you're going to be required to put down. So um, for instance, you may be required to put 10% or 5% down if it's your primary home, and that's percentage of the purchase price. Versus if you're buying as an investor, you're going to be required to put 20% down. Mm, okay. Yeah. And so um, what qualifies as a primary residence versus a secondary? So primary residence is going to be your primary home. It's maybe a, an address on your driver's license. It's uh, where do you receive mail? And you're not really beholden to live there for a certain period of, of time, but Typically two years or so, you're expected to live there as a primary resident. You don't want to run the risk of um, getting audited and, you know, the IRS catching up to you saying, hey, you bought this as a primary, but it's really an investment property. So you definitely want to go go things about, go about it honestly and, and, and be forthright about your intentions with the property so that you don't end up in jail. <laughs> Okay, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so because basically mortgage, fraud, mortgage fraud is a thing. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much for that. So basically, investing, would investing, would Airbnb be considered investing into a property? I'm such a lawyer sometimes, and I hate, I hate me for this, but investing is such a broad word because, I mean, maybe, maybe you're looking at your primary residence as an investment, but it's just a long term investment right because it's being a liability your primary is until you actually move out and move a renter in or you flip the property or something like that but the word investment is such a broad word but I, i'm gonna i'm gonna take my attorney hat off for a second so go ahead and ask your next question <laughs> thank you so much crystal i'm gonna need you to be my attorney because you you have all the gems but okay we're gonna go into the we're gonna get into the show now ladies who live atlanta okay so first off i really want you to share your excitement like how does it feel to be a cast member of a new show on the own network please share your excitement with me um i don't know if excitement would be the word <laughs> uh i think necessary evil would be more appropriate um and that's quite frankly because 
I have been approached by, I think, four shows now um, prior to Ladies Who List being aired. I quite honestly didn't realize that I had a show-worthy life or a show-worthy show, a show -worthy, uh, business. I never, you know, I've always liked to be privately fabulous. But, you know, after show after show approached me, I'm like, well, hell, I guess I need to just pull the trigger. And I do own a business. So it's a platform for me to be able to promote my business, which is why you see me maintaining my composure on the show because I'm not there for personal reasons. I'm there for business. Okay. I know that's right. Okay, exactly. So did, you said four shows have reached out to you. So ladies who list, is that included in the four? This is like, this is the fifth show that has reached out to you. I honestly have lost count. Um, let me think. So this show called Inside the Blueprint, um, this other show that I didn't know the name was going to be with all lawyers and then Ladies Who List and then a fourth one approached me after Ladies Who List. Um, so I, I'm losing count, honestly, but I, I didn't have any dream of being on TV. That was never my goal, ever. Wow. wow. You're doing an amazing job. You're, you're doing a very, you're keeping your composure. I, I, have, to, I have to commend you on that because that's hard when people Everyone. are... Look, you have two sets of people. You have the people that have a little bit of sense and they're like, girl, I would have slapped the dog shit out of her, but you did good. And you have the other people that are more upset about the word than the hit. So you have two sets of people on the side of the spectrum. And quite honestly, I'm here. I'm having a good time and I'm just maximizing my platform. That's it. Yes, I love it. So, actually, so did did anybody pitch the show to own, or they came up with the idea of Ladies Who List Atlanta? So, there's a woman by the name of <clears throat> Monique uh, Barrett, a brilliant black woman. She's originally from Atlanta, but she's out of LA now, and uh, she originally approached me and another castmate, and so from there we like recommended other classmates okay so it's like you guys were putting each other on you were putting on other people and that's how the show came together okay that's amazing one thing that you can't deny and anyone that's in the atlanta real estate market knows this every woman on the show has an established legitimate business so i do enjoy that aspect about the show that's not fabricated my office really is off of Peachtree Street, and I've had it for like eight years now. So none of that is fabricated. It's all real. So edited, I, edited realness. We'll say that. <laughs> I love it, Crystal. Okay, because I was just about to ask you that. I, is, is the situation is created, but you said everything like the um, where you work and your business and stuff that's real, but it's edited. Like it, the situations are created basically. Can you answer me? Can you riddle me that? So, no, I, I can't even say it was created. So Robin really did want to start this mega brokerage. Um, whether or not she ever had a chance of doing that with these ladies, you know, I don't know. You have to watch, you have to wait and watch the show. Um, but, you know, reality television, you're going to have to get, it's there at this point in reality television. You're going to have to have a villain. You're going to have to have someone you feel sorry for. You're, you're going to have to have certain elements to, to the show. Um, and so I recognize that 
it was always a possibility for me to be one of those, just like the castmates realize it about them. So as I watch it, as you watch it, I watch it. And so I just mm -hmm. kind of pivot how I present myself based on however the editors decide to portray me. But um, the fact of the matter is my role, I think is more of like a villainous role, which is something that um, I'm not in real life, anybody that knows me. Um, and I think that I can be portrayed as a little bit of a, a bitch on the show. And I was just telling someone else that, yeah, I am a little bit of a bitch in real life because I'm a boss. And so it gets the word bitch associated with it because of the gender that I have. Um, but the reality is to be a boss, you have to be a little bit aggressive. You have to be a little bit of a shark and you have to be very firm in who you are. And sometimes that can be betrayed as being overly aggressive because you're a woman or you could be a man and it'll be portrayed as being a leader. Exactly, like, like coined as that alpha male. If it, was, if it was a man, it'll be like, oh, he's the alpha male, but since you're a woman, they want to portray you as like you said, you know, uh, yeah. but exactly, oh, exactly. So, Sorry. Are we not what, what was that? What's, oh no, you're allowed to cuss. I'm just trying to keep my journalism stacked. <laughs> you're allowed to cuss. You are fine, Crystal. But in the, okay, okay. How do you feel about the edit of the three episodes? How do you feel about the editing and the production of that? <laughs> um, you know, I've had some talks with the production team, and um, quite frankly. I know there's a couple of them that don't care for me because I'm very brutally honest. And, you know, I told the production team, look, I get that you have to create a show, but I need you to be more aware and more sensitive to this fact scenario. There was this contentious situation that didn't originally even involve me but for some reason you chose to villainize me in not even episode two but episode two and three and from what i preview episode four in episode four too and so i'm like when given the opportunity to villainize this black girl versus this black girl is it any coincidence that you chose to villainize this one black girl again and again, and again? And this one black girl happens to be the only dark chocolate one. Wow. It's, mm, and mm, so I that mm. up to the production team because the production team, you know, and, and I don't, I don't want to be too accusatory, but they don't look like me. And so maybe they're not as aware of the society, you know, of colorism and, and how that portrays out and how how darker skinned women are often shown as being like aggressive or wrong. Um exactly. and it's just involve me. So, you know, I speak my truth. Some people aren't gonna like it. Um, but I'm not really here to to be polite when it comes to that. You're gonna hear and me. I I agree because as you're saying, they're, they're painting this narrative and they're making you aggressive. They're making you like, you know, that angry black woman, that angry black woman. And I see what you're saying. And you said the producers are not 
our skin tone. So they're not, they're not understanding what goes on with colorism in the black community. So that, 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 that's why we need more black faces at the table. Okay. All around. So, Quite frankly, I, I mean, if I, it's hard for me to say, but if I were not black, I would want more of a minority opinion too, because the truth of the matter is, if you've never been black, then you can't on the black experience. And if you've never been dark skinned, then you can't speak, speak on the dark skin experience either. And lucky for me, I have never been like villainized prior to now um, because that I know of because of my skin. In fact, it's been praised, um, which is why, you know, I've never wanted to be any other color than what I am because it was praised and it was, you know, encouraged to, to look the way I look. So, um, you know, I just want to encourage all the other girls out there to keep, like, keep doing your thing and don't let anyone define, define yourself. You can always change the narrative because there will always be someone that isn't on your team and doesn't like you just because. But a lot of the times, whatever people's insecurities are have everything to do with them and not you. Exactly. Don't ever take anything personal. Yeah, however they're lashing out at you is due to their insecurities, not anything to do with you. Exactly, exactly. So what we're getting into how they're villainizing, making you a villain. So what were your thoughts after watching everyone's interaction with Robin during that business dinner when she was trying to make everybody, I mean, form the baddest brokers in Atlanta? What was your perspective on that? I mean, obviously the concept is there, but as an attorney, I'm always looking at it from a legal perspective. And the legal perspective is, are you ready to marry these women? And not, let's take it out of the show. Whenever you're wanting to join any kind of partnership, any business with a person, you have to think to yourself, are you ready to marry this person? Because a business partnership is no different. Is no different. Um, depending on how you draft your company documents, um, which could be an operating agreement or whatever, um, a lot of the times when you have like two business owners, for instance, they will draft the, the operating agreement so that both of them have 50-50 say. Well, if both of you have 50-50 say, who's going to be the mediator in the event that you disagree and you're going to disagree? And so as an attorney, I just always think of the worst case scenario because that's what to identify all the different ways and things that could possibly go wrong. So anyway, so yeah, I just always look at things from a legal aspect and I hate myself for it because I do it in my personal life too. But um, yeah, it's just a matter of can you marry this person? If you cannot marry them, then you should probably not go in business with them. And even if you can marry them, sure you have an extensive operating agreement and, you know, and think about if in the event that someone passes, do you want your share of the business to go to fellow business owner or do you want it to go to your heirs i feel like it's smart that you look at it from a legal perspective because when you get in business with people you start seeing their true colors you start you it's like like you said you're married you're seeing that you're seeing the the bad the good out of them and i feel like a lot of people are like oh yeah let's join in business they're not thinking they're not using their common sense and thinking about it from the legal standpoint or from am i going to be able to marry you or do i like your quality so i i feel like what you do is good like looking at it from that standpoint and I, I went through hell 
of three years of law school and nine years of practicing and you know I don't have no choice but to look at it from the perspective of how I look at it so <laughs> exactly you're built like that it's just it's in you it's in you mm-hmm. it's in you so when you watched the show and you saw Robin's perspective on saying she was triggered by you and she felt you were throwing old conversations in her face and Tiana said you were poking provoking what was your thoughts on that like when you saw airbag um, honestly, at that point, I was kind of over it. <laughs> uh, it's just once, once I, once I process something and once, you know, I internalize it, talk about it, then I let it go. Um, I did find it interesting that, a, that two of my, two of my castmates, other than Robin in particular, two of my castmates were more concerned with the word trigger than with the hit. Um, so I thought that that was kind of interesting. Um, but you know, you, you, again, I, I don't necessarily hang out with all of these women. So I don't know what their, their perspective is. And I don't really care to try to figure out what their perspective is. Like, I I don't, I don't care. Okay. So I have to, first off, I want to go back to you saying the hit. I, I again, I have to commend you for keeping your composure because, like, a lot of people would have been like, oh, my God, I would have went off on her. And it's crazy that, that, that she, she did hit you like that. So were you feeling like you wanted to lash out at her or you're just trying to keep your composure? You know, the thing about me is Robin is someone that I, you know, truly cared about. So she did have the opportunity to get under my skin because I genuinely cared about her. But in general, if I know I'm here for a bigger purpose, then I'm not going to align myself in situations that don't further the purpose of why I'm here. And I don't know if it's my training, or I don't know if it's because I have a staff to that that I'm, that is always on my mind. Because I don't ever want anything to negatively affect my business, because then it'll affect my ability to employ more pe- more people and give more people an opportunity. You know, I have a staff of um, thirteen plus people. Um, most of them are W two employees. So I have health benefits. I have paid time off. I have these bigger responsibilities that most of my castmates can't relate to. So, um, you know, their level of movement can be fluid. Um, some of my, you know, a lot of my castmates can't relate to having a full staff. Most of them don't have a full staff. So they can't also relate to having to be a little more strategic with how you move. My moves are not fluid because I have a higher purpose and I have a higher reason you know on why I'm even here so um and you know everyone has their own objective and that's what you should do in life in general and when establishing a business think about your ideal goal and where you want to be and then work backwards right Mm -hmm. so if I want to be okay so for instance I'm considered a boutique law firm okay and that means that I close less than 200 closings a month because the big law firms, they're at like a thousand closings a month. Okay. 
So let's say, for instance, I had dreams of becoming a big law firm and I want to achieve a thousand closings. A so if that's my goal, then I then would map out, OK, who do I get business from? I get business from developers, real estate developers. I get business from um, real estate brokers and I get business from individual real estate agents. So I know that if I want to get to a thousand closings, then I'm probably going to need at least 50 developers. I'm going to need at least. 10 brokerages and I'm going to need, um, you know, a handful of real estate agents. And then you figure out on average how many people, how many each developer, each agent closes. And then you work backwards from there, developing those relationships, right? So you always want to think about your ultimate goal and just work backwards. It's all about the end goal and making sure you're maintaining that end goal. So you said that she... Robin, when she hits you, you know, you feel like she was trying to, um, she knows how to bother you. So I want to ask, why was she so comfortable hitting you? The lack of respect, obviously. I mean, I can't think of anything else. Um, and, you know, I can't for her. So you would have to ask, you would have to definitely ask her. Because <laughs> well, I'm... <laughs> she said, I'm just shook. Okay. <laughs> so, Okay. When Kara asked, why do you and Robin unfollow her on Instagram, your response was cut off. So I, viewers and me, we were unable to hear why did you unfollow her. So why did, why, why did that come about, you unfollowing Kara? First of all, I just have to say, and I think I said this on Twitter, how do you even know when someone unfollows you? You know because there's an app. It's an app. It's an app. Why do you want to know? Because you don't want to. You don't want to still be following somebody and be there. We're not fans out here. We gotta unfollow people when they unfollow us. <laughs> okay, so the controversy between the unfollow saga again. <laughs> this is not while I'm here. Like I'm here for business. Mm -hmm. Um, no, but in all honesty, it wasn't anything personal. I didn't dislike Kira. I just got tired of following so many people in real estate. All I saw on my feed was real estate, real estate, real estate. And at the time, I didn't know Kira, and I had never met her. And so, you know, because we didn't have a personal connection, and I was tired of seeing all this real estate, she was just one of the people that I unfollowed. And I didn't know that Robin unfollowed. I had no idea. And that's yeah, not she thought y'all was tag-teaming her, because she thought, oh, Robin and um, Crystal unfollowed at the same time, so they must have been in cahoots. But you didn't even know. Like we had, I have never even mentioned Kira's name prior to the show. Um, so no, it wasn't some controversy and conspiracy to unfollow Kira on the same day. Like, again, I have a lot of things to worry about and unfollowing someone and unfollowing at the same time as someone else is not one of them. Trust me. I, a lot of times people, they look at social media and unfollowing and they just feel like it's the end of the world. But really, you just don't feel like seeing their content anymore. It has nothing to do with that person. If I'm being honest, you know, I hate, I hate the people that completely disregard someone else's feelings. And that's the standpoint that I that night. So I can understand from Kara's perspective why she may feel like, well, what the hell did I do? Um, but it, it wasn't personal. And a lot of the times in relationships, when people do something to you or where they react at, has nothing with you it's usually something about them they don't like or something about you that makes them uncomfortable so i i choose to not really get wrapped up in the whys um which is why i wouldn't have an app that tells me when someone unfollows like 
why would I even want that in my energy? No, my energy is mine. And I'm not going to allow you to impose your energy into my space. Mm. Snaps. Okay, Crystal. Okay. <laughs> and it goes back to what you said earlier, too. Don't take anything personal. Nothing has to do with you. It has to do with what I want to do and what I feel comfortable doing. And I think a lot of people need to understand that. And they won't be so offended. Now, do you feel like you, do you still, would you, okay, I don't know what is coming in the next episodes, but can you see yourself getting into this brokerage with Robin and the girls? Well, let's be clear. I wouldn't get into the brokerage anyways, because I'm a closing attorney. So we're, we would be a separate business entity from that brokerage. Um, so it was never an idea for me to be now. As a closing attorney, I would partner with this brokerage and be their preferred closing attorney. But you'll have to watch the show to see what happens. Okay. Okay. And I know you said, you're, we already know you're a closing attorney. So there's two closing attorneys in the show. Is it, is it competition or are you guys, like, is it a competition since it's just two of you guys? You've heard it on the show. I don't compete with anyone. And I don't say that everything, but maybe it is a little bit of arrogance because I don't, I literally, don't keep up with what with other people are doing. You know, I I will root for you and I will never like talk badly about your business. You can never hear me talking publicly bad about any person's business unless it's like a Yelp review because they didn't get my hot wing order right or something like that. But other than that, you won't hear me publicly bash anybody's business because at the end of the day, we are all black women. And we all have established legitimate, successful businesses, and you can do nothing to take that away. Exactly, exactly. And I, I have to say, Crystal, you're a firecracker, okay? You're a firecracker in the show. You you know what you want, and you're going to get it. Because I know in the um the um the the clip for the next episode, it shows you was taking out um one of the agents for um drinks to get them to, you know, come to your side. And I have to ask, do you feel like, that was like malicious intent or what like i know the other ladies are thinking it's ill intent what what do you have to say about that so here's why i say oh this show should be called not ladies who list but shit crystal does wrong because that apparently the, the platform for the entire show and i had no idea it was gonna be all about everything that i did wrong but no in actuality um the reality of it is the people that I was actually around were Kiana and Robin before the show. Of course, we all knew of each other, but the only people that I've ever hung around like that are Kiana and Robin. So now that I'm in this environment where I'm hanging around these, or I'm around these other women, let me see if I can get to know Kira. And let me see if, you know, she would mesh well with Kimbro. Um, because the thing about being a business owner is you need to interview your client too. And um, in this instance, she would be a strategic partner, but you don't want everybody's business because you'll find that some people's business requires more work. And if it requires more work, then your net profit is going to be lower. And so I always say, when you're trying to get business, you also need to be interviewing that potential client because you don't want everyone's business. And what you see on the show is a business owner 
asking for business. Is that? I, mean, I feel like Crystal, Crystal, you just in your billing area. It's your billing area. We're in your billing area, okay? <laughs> so, I and mean, that's why I take it on the chin and I have fun with it because, you know, it's like you guys are stretching. That's a stretch, you know? Like, now you're offended that a business owner is asking for business? Okay. Anybody that's in real estate will definitely understand, though. I mean, agents, agents close with multiple attorneys all the time. You don't always have the option to choose your own closing attorney. So, you know, it's all, for me, it's all well and fun. I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, my last question, Crystal. What can we expect from you in the coming episodes of the season? So what you expect from me is for me to maintain my composure and for me to represent Black women. I don't necessarily feel the burden of representing Black women, but it's my pleasure to represent Black women because we've had so many examples of us losing control. And I just want to be the woman that shows that Black women can maintain it. Um, so you'll see that. You'll see how it's run my business. We have weekly every week with uh, my staff so that I can make sure that um, everything is where it should be. Um, at this point in time in my, in my business, I just kind of oversee. Um, so you'll see a lot of me overseeing. You'll see me celebrating our strategic partners with a fabulous client appreciation experience. Um, historically, something like that would be available to only people that I close with. But in an effort to be um, nice, I'll extend the invitation to everyone. And, you know, you'll see me. You may see a little bit of my personal life. I don't know. You'll see. <laughs> okay, Crystal. Thank you so much. And I, one more thing. I loved in the um, first episode when you closed for Mozzie. How are they doing? How is their, how's the house going with that deal? So as the closing attorney in the transaction, we don't have a lot of interaction with the buyer and seller. That's primarily the real estate agent that has the most interaction with the individual buyer and seller. But who doesn't know Amy and Mozzie? I know they're like all over YouTube and they're killing it. I think Amy's got like a handful of endorsement deals. So that's just yet another example of Black people despite of. And that's really representative of Atlanta in general. It's the black Mecca for a reason. So Amy and Mozzie, they should be very proud of themselves, but that's kind of the norm in Atlanta. It is, it is, it is. We're, we're putting, you're putting on for Atlanta. Every, we're all celebrities, okay? That's how I feel in Atlanta. We're all celebrities, okay? I'm a celebrity, okay? Exactly. Thank you so much, Crystal. I really enjoyed talking with you. I'm yes. excited to see what Crystal Kimbrough has in store in Ladies Who List Atlanta on the next coming episodes. You guys heard it here. And make sure you're tuning in on the OWN Network every Friday at 9. And that, you guys, is Crystal Kimbrough. Thank, Thank you so, so much. much. I'll talk to you later.